During that time, I began to have conversations with uh, my soul, which I call higher consciousness or high C for short, as I'm writing. I can feel that energy of spirit just kind of flowing through my fingers onto the keyboard and onto the screen. Welcome back to Happy Brain. My name is Sean Block. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, I'm talking with Blair Abbey, and I just had a very high-energy conversation with this gentleman. You know, some people you talk to, and you just feel more alive after you've, after you've spoken with them. They just raise the energy level, and that's exactly how I felt tonight. It's, I'm recording this in the evening, so I was a little tired going into this, but my energy level definitely picked up and reminded me why I love this format and why I love doing this podcast. Yes, I get to meet incredible people, but they can, they share like practical tips that I can use, you know, sometimes at the, starting that same day. And Blair will have some tips for you, some different ways of looking at meditation, some different ways of being mindful. And he has a really specific one called the best outcome meditation that I think you'll really enjoy it's a simple way to manifest something in your life and raise your energy levels. So enjoy this episode. And as always, if you have any suggestions or thoughts on this episode or any feedback, you can reach us at happybrainfm on Instagram. Just send me a DM. Tell me what you think. And if you love this episode, share it with somebody. And if you really have a minute, take a second and give us some honest feedback on Apple Podcast or whatever podcast service you're using. Enjoy. Thank you so much, Blair, for taking the time to be on Happy Brain. Why don't you quickly introduce yourself? I know you're from the Bay Area and you're a longtime meditator, but what else can we learn about you? Yes. Well, I've been doing meditation actually and yoga for 45 years since I first came to the Bay Area from North Carolina. But it really wasn't until a few years ago, even though I'd been doing meditation and yoga for about 45 years, that I really took a deep dive into my meditation practice. Mm. And that was when I had a traumatic experience with work and got fired for being a whistleblower. So that happened to me. And as a result, I went deep, took a deep dive into my meditation practice for therapy and started writing and journaling for therapy. And after writing about 150,000 words, I had some material that might be valuable um, for other people and started putting my now six books together on, on meditation that are available at Amazon. So during that time, I began to have conversations with uh, my soul, which I call higher consciousness or high C for short. And I have conversations with high C even up to today. I mean, I, and as I'm, as I'm writing, I can feel that energy of spirit just kind of flowing through my fingers onto the keyboard and onto the screen. So you've developed through this, there's some, some practical things that you want to talk about today that sure. you use in your daily life that you think will be really helpful for us. Yes. Yeah. Let me share my day if I, if I could. First thing in the morning when I wake up, you know, I, I say to myself, peace, be still. And just as a way of making the transition from, you know, the dream state to the awake state. Now, I'm not doing yoga right now, but heck, because I had a hip replacement about six months ago, and that I'm going to get back to it. But I, I, I do my meditation practice, which I developed called higher consciousness meditation. Now, higher consciousness meditation is a process that kind of 
bypasses the traditional mind training that comes with most meditation practices and teachings, which is about training the mind, quieting the mind, taming the wild horse, if you will. You know, that that part of us that just chatter, 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 chatters constantly, training that part of us. Well, that's not an easy thing to do. And in many cases, it takes years to be able to do that well. So I, I developed this higher consciousness meditation practice, which basically opens me up to the God or the universe or the all is the word that I like to use because I don't like God. It's got too many you know, odd connotations to it and um, puts me in, in direct contact or, or awareness of the all and the omnipresence of the universe. And, you know, right off the bat, I'm in a fabulous space because I've just <clears throat> had an experience of all allness with the, you know, with, with the, uh, with the universe. Mm. And the next part of it is to acknowledge my higher self or my higher consciousness. And it's an open-ended state. My, my higher consciousness is, and then I let higher consciousness or soul answer the question. Mm. And sometimes it's my buddy. Sometimes it's that part of me that goes before me to make the, you know, the path the smooth. Other times it's a teacher. Other times it's just a feeling. And that's really what I'm looking for is that feeling or experience of being in the moment with my higher self. And then I finish that off with a, a, a couple of phrases, mantras, and then just sit for a bit and just let that delicious experience just wash over me. Great way to start the day. Now, do you do this right when you get up? Do you, do you have a little area in your house where you go and sit quietly? Do this in bed? Some people do it in bed. What, where do you do no, this? I, I get up and go into the living room where it's nice and quiet and you know, roll out my, I still use my meditation cushion or I'll sit in a chair. So I do it. it it's sitting down, sitting cross-legged, doing it in the bed. I mean, you can do it really anywhere because the idea is to, again, raise your vibratory rate mm. so that your sense of awareness is elevated and you begin to get a sense of spirit surrounding you in a way that it always does. And that's the thing that I learned about my soul is my soul had always wanted me to recognize it, but I never, but I had never had turned to it and therefore I couldn't allow it in. And once I began to allow it in, then it just poured in and, and, and was right there and right there and available. And it was again, delicious opportunity to well, grow, you know, in, in spirit. Well, I, I hear, I can hear that you're, you're opening up, you're starting your day with this. Yes. One question is how do you keep in contact with that feeling Right. as you're going throughout the day, because sometimes yeah. we get going and we just lose touch with that part of us. Yes. Well, two ways. But let me just finish by saying that I also do that same meditation in the evening. Mm. And it really helps me sleep mm. because getting into that, you know, that state of mind, I also think my dreams are better. So it's, it's a great way to end the day. But, but how do you not fall asleep if, if you, if, <laughs> if, if you, you know, if you use it to fall asleep, how do you, how do you not well, fall asleep in the well, morning? I, I, I sit in, I sit in a chair, okay. you know, you sit in a chair, sit up straight and, and I don't want to go to sleep. Oh, so you do uh, it in bed. You do it in bed at the end of the sometimes, day. Sometimes, but other okay. times I, I'll sit in the chair just before I go to go, go to get into bed. Transition. Um, okay. Yes, exactly. Making that transition. During the day, I use what are called mindfulness meditation practices, which are little mantras or little sayings 
that remind me over and over throughout the day to remember, to remember, remembering to remember who I am and remembering to, to allow myself again to just take a deep breath and get into that space again. Say to myself, peace be still. It's a great way, no matter what you're doing, just to take a moment and get into the moment. How do you cue, how do you cue yourself though? Do you have like no, a note somewhere? Do you just? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I actually have several notes. Me too. And 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 whenever I look at them, you know, and after a while they they begin to disappear, you know, and so I move them around so that they're fresh. Okay. Or I'll just get up, you know. Every time I have to get up and go to the bathroom, I'll I'll. It's, it's an opportunity to, you know, to say to myself, peace, be still. Now, there's one other practice that I use, which is, a, is actually a, a manifestation practice or law of attraction practice, and it's called the best possible outcome. The best possible outcome exercise is one where you pause, take a deep breath, and say, I ask for the best possible outcome for the podcast that I'm going to do with Sean this evening. And then pause. A lot of times there's a sense that spirit just moved. If you'll just let it, just, just pause for a second. <sighs> because I'm talking to my higher self and I'm asking my higher self to help bring the best possible outcome to my podcast interview or to finding a parking place. So I, I, can, I can use that anytime for anything also. And then I thank spirit for its participation in my life. It's just sometimes just a thank you, thank you, thank you. An acknowledgement of appreciation for that part of myself being involved with you know, this human brain part of myself that uh, was just going along in three-dimensional reality and, you know, ha had not had a breakthrough at all. Now, the beauty of the best possible outcome exercise is that you're turning the outcome over to spirit. You don't, you don't prescribe what it, the outcome should be. You don't say, I want, you know, BMW in my tomorrow, which some, meta, you know, manifestation systems you know, do. But I want the best possible outcome for my transportation in my life. So it's generalized. And then let spirit get involved. And a lot of times the outcome is better than I could have even imagined because spirit wants the best for me and it wants the best outcome for my growth and, and evolution. And so I'm kind of turning it over to spirit to get involved and to help me, if you will, with my, with my growth and my relationship to it. Sometimes I say him, sometimes I say it, but it's that, that higher consciousness part of ourselves, which we all know we have. It, it, what, when I'm hearing you, I'm, I'm hearing like you, there's this trust that yes, you're putting in absolutely. this universe that the things will work out for their best good. Right. And I like how you don't, limit your imagination to what you think is the best. That's right. And that you open your mind to much more because we limit ourselves, right? We do. Some of the things that we do. Dramatically. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I, I appreciate it. That is, it's, it's a simple, it seems like a simple concept. Simple. That's so, yeah. Yeah. so important. Have, yeah. Real quickly, has there been like an example or 
recently where you've done this and something surprising has happened to you or, or something, a good outcome has happened? Yes. Well, actually, I, I remember doing about four or five months ago, I remember doing that as it relates to wanting to be more public and more direct, having conversations with people as opposed to writing. And the outcome of that was my first podcast. And since then I've done, gosh, at this point I've done maybe six or eight and I've got another eight or 10, you know, on the books. And I, I'm finding that I love it. I, I mean, absolute love doing it. I absolutely get, love getting to know the host. I feel like my message often resonates with their listeners and I get excited every time I do it. And I, my, my vibration, vibratory rate, right. you know, goes up as I, as I talk about it. And I think that's really what attracts good things into my life is that I have a higher higher high vibratory rate than I used to have. And that attracts good people and circumstances and things into my life. I, I Yeah, I wanted to touch on that for a second because through this conversation, I just feel this energy from you. And then I, you know, have gotten into more energy work the last, you know, couple of years. And yes. definitely you, you it, it is a feeling. So when you're connecting with somebody like you and at a higher state, you, you definitely do feel that. And And so it sounds like before you had your job situation, you might've had a different baseline state of your, you know, so how, how much, oh, yeah. how, how can you compare the two? Like how different are you now than you were just a few years ago? Well, how different is three-dimensional reality from five-dimensional reality? Mm. I mean, all of our master teachers said, as Jesus did, the kingdom of, of heaven is inside of you, mm. which means it's possible to experience heaven here now in three-dimensional reality. I didn't know that before. Nobody ever taught me that. Even with all of the spiritual training that I had, very few teachers really knew about it. And certainly my early teachers in the Lutheran Church in North Carolina, you know, couldn't have spoken to this topic at all because they didn't know any more than my parents or my teachers or anybody else around me knew that there was a, another option besides just slogging through three-dimensional reality. One thing I wanted to ask too is it sounds like tools and techniques are important to you. Like you've, yes. you've we've touched on several today. Right. Is that part of, is that part of your work is, is collecting these tools and helping teach those tools to other people? Yes. I, I see myself as a tool maker in many ways mm. and a, and one who just kind of points in a, in a direction and take the tool and, and go with it where you will. And Find your own path to your own spirituality. But I think having tools or tricks or, or triggers, you know, we were talking about triggers or, or little notes around. I mean, all of that is intended to trigger the experience that then, oh, yes, of course. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm an eternal being. Of course I am. He's an eternal being. Of course he is. I can see a little bit of that as I look into his eyes. You know, th that kind of experience is really where the juice is. Mm. So how did you get it? So you talked about the journaling and how that led to a lot of writing. Did yeah. you just start to take that work and put it into books? I know you have a, a few series of books and yes. you wanted to, do you I, want to I, share with us? I, I did. What I found was as I went back, started reading back over everything that I'd done, that I had covered a lot of ground. And that I had, you know, books, discrete bodies of information. The, the amazing benefits of meditation is, is a 
is a deep dive into the research, the, the medical research or the scientific research has been done on meditation and the benefits of meditation. And then the meditation book, which was number two, is where I did the higher consciousness meditation and put a lot of stories and other tips and tricks into that. The mindfulness book naturally flowed from there because that's another topic, but similarly a topic. And then the poetry book came out. And then I took a little bit of a turn to the manifestation book because I had the, the, this, this sort of, it's almost a, a download sometimes from, from spirit of the, this best possible outcomes process. And, and began to use it and then began to shape a book around it. My next, next book is on health and wellness, and that'll come out in the middle of the year. And it'll be sort of a spiritual look at health, health and wellness. You know, what's interesting, a lot of people, when they do work like yours, is they're like basically talking about their experience maybe a year ago or where they just were. It's, yes. it, it's <laughs> teaching all the experiences they just have had. And it just sounds like, as you're writing and you're discovering and you're learning and you're growing, you're, you're, you're wanting to share that experience. And that's so valuable yes, because yeah. people could really relate to you. It's not like you've, you know, this is something, you know, out of your mind. You're just, this is something you've lived and experienced. So I really appreciate that. I think that really connects with people. Well, and I, you know, I have a blog, so I have it's, and, and the blog is just full of my own ongoing experience. I mean, as I have experiences, as I have realizations, as I have, as the understandings come through, I, I write them into the in the blog. And then sometimes what I'll do is kind of take the blogs and kind of put them together into, into something that's a little longer. And ultimately, the health and wellness book is really a, a book that brings together a whole group of blogs that I did on that subject. Blair, is there anything you wanted to, to leave us with? Anything else, else you wanted to share? I'd love to give people a, a free copy of my mindfulness book. So um, I, I can give you the URL. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. Happy.